Welcome to Group Text. I'm very excited about today's topic. We're talking about ageism. We're talking about ageism in Hollywood. We're talking about ageism in general. And I have an incredible lineup. Jamie Dembo, actor, writer, and showrunner. Yes, Little ma'am. fancy pants. <laughs> and someone I have known for more years than either of us care to admit. Gabrielle Carteris, obviously actor, but Madam President, the head of our unions, head of SAG-AFTRA. Yes. Yeah, and we have known each other for a long time, probably older than we usually people realize we are. Oh, but that's a lot of us. That's a lot of us. And that's actually what we're talking about. We're going to talk a lot. We're talking about ageism. Jane, for people who don't know how you sort of became, and I hate the term activist, but an ageism activist, you went on a massive Twitter rant. Yeah. Tell us the story of, of well, what happened. So it's now almost two and a half, three years ago. Um and I, it's so funny because it, it was just one of those things like you never know what's going to go viral at all. But um, I had at the time I was primarily acting, always writing. I've always been a, my advice to all the actors in Hollywood is always write, write for yourself because yes. there's write for yourself, you have to do, yourself, both. Create do for both. Yourself. Do both. And that's men and women. That's men, that's women. Right. That's everybody in the business. Everyone yeah. take take the opportunity to be creative in the entire industry because you know, whatever, just expand your horizons. Don't count on anyone else. No, you can't. And especially, look, when talking about ageism in Hollywood, particularly for for young women, you will not be this young castable woman for your whole career. I hope you are, and I hope things are changing, but always right. So, um, but at the time I was really heavily auditioning and um, I auditioned for a show. Um, It was one of those rare opportunities where you sort of go to straight to what's called a chemistry read with um, an actor. You have Which, this, for those of you who don't mm-hmm. know, for listeners who don't know, that means you've gotten through, you don't even have to do all the, yes. the, the early process that they know your work, they like you enough that they want to put you right with. Do you fit with their, their choices? Do you, want, their do you choices. fit with the person who is heading up the series? Are right. you a good match for this? In this case, it was a man, a male, a very well-known male actor, comedy actor. And um, I, when I tell you, okay, I had one of the best auditions of my life. This was one of those auditions that I called my husband afterwards. I'm like, I don't, I mean, I, I guess we're going to have to move to Toronto because that's where the show shoots. So like, what are we going to do? And Which, you know when you've oh, hit it you out know. of the park. I mean, you know. we But you had, don't know all the other variables. Joking. No, yes. no, for yeah. sure. Listen, and I have been in this business, even at that point, I was 43 at the time. I had been in that business, been in this business long enough to like really truly know like, okay, it can still go anybody's way. But I was pretty confident. I had this great experience. You left it, you left it all on the field. Left it on the field. There weren't that many actresses auditioning. They were all sort of in my 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 crew. You know, after again, after you're in the business a while, you start to see your, your buddies and you grow up with certain women in waiting rooms over the years and it's wonderful and everybody starts having kids and everybody's watching their kids while the other person's going into audition and everything else. So uh, this audition was amazing. So I'm I go home and I am at least waiting to hear, okay, you you know, hopefully it's you know it's you, but it'll be between you and a couple people. Day goes by, don't hear anything, another day goes by, don't hear anything. I think that is really strange. We really connected, and I get a call from my agent who knows that I'm going to have a reaction when he tells me Hmm. what he tells me. He says, do you want to know what they said? It's not happening. Do you want to know what they said? And I said, yeah, yeah, yes. He said, uh, they really – they think you're amazing. They thought you guys had a great connection. They really, really need to go younger. And I said, but he – he's 57, He's 57. I'm 43. 
Um, and they said, yeah, they just, they want younger. And I put down the phone and just, I just started, la- I mean, I was floored. I was like, wow, this is the most blatant example I've had to deal with this. It was, so I, I started tweeting and I tweeted very much just like, holy, holy yeah. balls, a 57 year old. look it up. Yeah. I said, I've just been told I was too old, old to, to play, play the wife of a 57 year old. And well, I didn't. And you said, and if I remember yeah. correctly from the tweets was you also said, and I'm supposed to have an 18 year old. Oh Yeah child Correct. in the series. Right. And so now you're telling me 40, 43. 43 is too old to have an 18 year old. That's right. But also don't you think when you're seeing that, cause when I'm hearing when you say that, mm-hmm. cause sharing some of, oh, just resonates with me. But one of the things is also it's a statement about our society. Absolutely. Yes. Not, not just age discriminatory that you're too old, but what they're really saying is men who are older want to be with young girls. 100%. So that to me is another like whole other, I used to say, you know, what about the idea that we're partners and that we, we, we don't have to have that I, discriminatory age. Th- you know, it's, it's funny because I, since then I became, I've become so conscious of shows and films that make such an effort to have those much more understand like partnerships that make sense mm-hmm. to me. My real life, my husband and I are a year apart. It just right. looking and seeing and, and you're seeing progress here and there. But at the time, you know, that tweet went, those series of tweets went really viral. Yeah. I mean, to you, the point, were you worried about backlash? No, because I knew that I wouldn't, no. And I wasn't worried about backlash because number one, I knew that I would be show running soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you, did you, you name in your tweets, did you name I the did show? I did not name the, and okay, I did not good. name the character, the the actor, and I did not name the show. No, she just um, really gave a descriptive. I was very specific. It was very descriptive. It was very It was descriptive. pretty easy to figure out for anyone who could figure it out. But pe- when people asked me, I just did not respond. I didn't feel... Like it was, I didn't want people to suddenly get, you know, the troll universe is so absurd that it's like, well, you're not going to pile on this one actor. It's a systematic, systemic problem. Let's just keep it real. Um, but, you know, what did happen, interestingly enough, is it took a long time because, of course, I tracked the project after that. They wound up casting a 48-year-old to play his <laughs> wife, which I would have preferred a thank you note, you know, to well, just say, well, you know. We all I, have those moments. I think if they had cast someone younger after that, it would have been very easy to connect the dots and it would have been you know, embarrassing, hopefully embarrassing. But I, I do believe that they got the message. Did the show last? No, yeah. one season. <laughs> ha <laughs> Sorry. You know what? Karma. As, we, as a Fernoy moms used to say, when bad things would happen to people that deserved it, hmm, pity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have my friend, my best, right. my best friend on Ortiz is always like, God don't like ugly. That's my girl. And the, other, and the other thing is, bless her. Bless mm-hmm. her heart. Mm-hmm. Bless, bless her heart. But my mother would be like, my mom's friend would always be like, hmm. Pity. <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah, it was, that. it was, you know, it was a really interesting experience. I realize when things go viral, I think it's because there is collective rage or there's collective understanding or collective validation. People are just thrilled to see some recognition of their own experience out there for the world. And so I, I felt very, you know, they wanted me at that time. And of course these things are always such a flash in the pan, you know, to, I didn't, you know, go and get interviewed about it. I thought, so I was like, the tweets speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. But I myself have become very conscious now, especially as when I have been a showrunner and when I've been a writer, I've been in a place where I can cast appropriately that it's a huge, it's hugely important to me to, to combat ageism from that power position. What I think is very interesting right now, I think, Gabriella, you can speak to this also, um, 
some of our biggest actresses are all of a certain age right now. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think is fascinating. Everyone's in that like 48 to 53 mm-hmm. kind of mark. You've got, you know, Nicole Kidman, Laura Mag- Dern, Laura Dern Maggie. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Uh, Reese Witherspoon, Reese Witherspoon, right, you have Jen, got right, you have Davis, Kate Blanchett. You have a big group right in that new kind of sweet spot. Mm. Do you think it's just sort of this group, or do you think there are you seeing a shift? Well, there's totally a shift going on. I, do you think it's because of Me Too, or do you think it's just more no, accepting I think of? Me too. Me, comes, first of all, Me Too started in the eighties. Yeah. Me Too was this is not Me Too. Well, Me happened, Too started with Gloria Steinem. Well, also there was a whole group of uh, actually um, high visible uh, African American women who came together creating the Me Too movement, and then people just didn't pay attention because it was they were discounting it. Right. This is I think that we actually rebirth constantly. And I think when we come to the place like this Harvey Weinstein moment, which we're in right, right now. now, but I think we I think we prepare for these moments, right? Because systemic change, you know, when we talk about because just earlier when you're saying systemic, that takes time. And you know, think this is like centuries of imbalance and inappropriate behaviors. I hate to say it, but it also going back oddly, circling back to the writing for yourself, mm-hmm. you know. More women behind the scenes makes more women in general less subject to ageism. We have to bring of, each other up though, correct. right? So like when so, we hire, yep. when we cast, yep. right? It's yep. all it doesn't of the have above. To be, yep. mm-hmm. It's all of the above. Right. I was reading something the other day about Meryl Streep, how she started like a workshop for women so that they would have a platform to write these scripts and do these things and roles for women and because we have to continuously That's uplift right. each other. Well, they say in film school, when you look at the, um, in, in the, 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 yeah, the, how many students, it's usually more women than men. But what happens when they leave school, mm-hmm. access points aren't made available. That's people, that's women and people of color. And so the access points come to be men, of, you know, white men and everybody starts they hire the people they know and then those people hire, even if they're open-minded oh, yeah. right so there's kind of that we and so that's where we have to kind of expand the idea but also i mean i think in specifically about ageism because obviously that's true in so many different realms but if you think about ageism a problem is that these collaborations and these groups of friends and everything that form in film school and improv companies and theater companies they are very young mm-hmm. my my message to them too. You're not going to always be young. Is Well, you're not going to always be young. And also it's important for you to create projects that include older voices and older actors and older representation, because that's what's going to enrich your project. Don't make everything about like the 20 somethings experience. I think that young people are doing more of it because it's so interesting because they're able to self create. And this is much more of the norm, right? Like when we started in the business, at least when I I could say it was, I was an actor. That's what I did. And then I did some producing on the side. That was what I did. Right. Right. Everyone started in in one lane. Right, and and now when you see young people, what they're doing is because they the, you could do it just with your iPhone. They're f- not only writing, they're producing, they're directing, and they're acting in it. Right. I, I love to think that we're we're becoming so much more enlightened and women women lifting up women. But I just oh, we're not. I have some points about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, cause <laughs> I, I, yeah, because I I think about my mom, mm-hmm. and she used to get very frustrated. She's like, just because I'm a certain age doesn't mean I'm not funny. Mm-hmm. And she always would get very frustrated that they were trying to shove her into the nostalgia category. Mm-hmm. She would also get really pissed off because she wouldn't be selling scripts and she wouldn't, she used to do a ton of 
script doctoring. They felt like she was too old to do script doctoring. Right. She was somewhat, oh. so current and so relevant, relevant. to the day but she died. She, she always felt, made sure she was. Yeah, she, but she actively stayed relevant. Yet even someone like my mother, that did not help. She constant Sabrina can can attest to this. The frustration of it was daily, daily. Mm-hmm. I'm. What does my age have to do with being funny? And yet Norman Lear. Well, gets and yet Norman Lear's allowed, you know, to, all these men yeah. are allowed to continue. That's which systemic. is why we have to tell you, even when we were doing fashion police. And, and got, by the way, and women were no help in with I my know. mother. No, none. In that. None. We, none we, at all. We don't want to start a war there, no, but, a but lot we of can. Women, yeah, but a lot of women uh, executives. When I first started in this business, yeah. this is an agent when I came to L.A. said to me, I met an agent and she said to me, this business is about tits and ass, which you have neither of. And then there was another woman who said to me in New York, who was a really big agent, she said, you're not very attractive. You can never expect to work much. And if you ever do, it'll be second best. That always came from the women. Yeah. That was not coming from and the that And that was, that was not being honest. Right. That wasn't like, I'm telling you because you need to know the truth. I'm going to help lift you up. Yeah. Like, but Sabrina, what were you saying? Well, I was going to say was... So fashion police, we always knocked it out the park with the numbers and just everything, the demographics, everything. Every week it was a fight. Mm-hmm. It was still a fight. Mm-hmm. To the end, it was a fight. That's too the old. The highest the- rated at E. I mean, really we had to keeping- fight for guests because we were told they were too old. But that's what's so interesting to me is that people don't learn. Not that they don't learn from their failures. People don't learn from their successes. There's over a thousand different productions going on right now. And the ability for women of a certain age to work is so different now mm-hmm. than it was. So yeah. I'm not saying it's no, perfect, and it, but no. and all the different platforms and what's going on now with Apple and how, you know, Apple Plus, it's, you know, and Netflix and all of everybody's siloing out right now. We are to see more and more, I think, inclusion and diversity because people are, they're paying less yeah. for the projects. Yeah. So people aren't getting maybe paid as much, but there's more. I, I think that there's a you window of your, From your point of view as She's the head a of a shift. union, you're yeah. seeing well, a things, shift. Things well, like Big Little Lies. What about the fact that IMDb now doesn't have age. Well, first of all, it does have age. It does. I we thought actually, you didn't have to. We, no. What? Uh, so we're yeah, still that was fighting a, IMDb. Because that was a that it. was a big thing when it came out that Rebel Wilson didn't post her real age, and then the we other, don't post it. So what it right. happens is, so you know, we did a lawsuit. Actually, I yes. gone to see Governor Brown uh, during the time in Sacramento, and he went and supported it. Republicans and Democrats. When I went to the Senate Judiciary, they all supported uh, taking age at uh, IMDb. It's the site that you pay for Mm -hmm. but the problem is that site is shared with the site that is not paid for and it's a hiring site and that was the premise in which we did this on hiring sites it is illegal to have age posted and it's discriminatory and so we believe it should be taken off because we know when people look on those sites Mm -hmm. even if they're not intending to look at the age they They see it and there's a subconscious bias want it beat it uh, made it a law in california and then um, Amazon, IMDb, said, oh, no, we're not going to honor that. We're going to sue you. We're in a counter lawsuit with California against them. And I have to tell you, people have to keep strong. But, but what, what is, is, what's what's the, what's the, what's the point of it? What's the advantage? advantage? Yeah, exactly. I, what they say is we are a site that is meant to give information and people look to us. And we're saying, look, we're not saying take it off the Internet. You can't control the Internet. Sure. But in these sites that are being paid for, we do not want the ages there. We think that that is wrong. It is it's discriminatory. discriminatory. It is. It's illegal. In that you insist on doing it. Look, we've had major fights, and they they told me Gabrielle has it all wrong. And I'm like, no, no. 
I know I don't have it wrong. Like, no, no. And you are actually, <laughs> no, no. You <laughs> are actually that. protecting yourselves because you want to be all that, whatever. It doesn't make you less all that. And you're not thinking about how it affects workers. And it's not just women. There are young men who say, you know what? They want to have versatility. They want it. They want the ability to go out. Forget even they just should. actors. Everybody should. And but crews or writers. Do you know that I know writers who've actually taken off really great work, substantial work that they've written because it ages them. Mm-hmm. They're not able to control that. And well, you get in the writing community. And again, I go back to my mom all the time. All the time you hear people cannot suddenly get script jobs or become right staff writers. Because of their age. And by the way, to loop back about my mom, you know who the worst offenders were? Other women. Her but that's because, and that's because you know women, women comedians. Her peers. Yes. Her and you know peers. what women say? This is the worst That's because part. there's only room for one in every that's one of those. Say. You know how hard worst. I fought? That's what those, this is the most common thing. I fought hard for my place. And you know what? You're going to have to fight just as hard because they feel like they're isolating that place. I'm saying no. No, but I mean other major, yes. major yes. Yes. Yes, female comedians. Very cut familiar. My story. mother dead. Yep. Oh yeah. It, Very it was, familiar. It was really, it was so ugly to watch. For sure. Really. On a so many go. levels. But think about this year's Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was <laughs> unique in and of itself yeah. for this year, and I would like to continue to see that. Yeah. yeah. But Jane, you know what you didn't see is women directors. <laughs> no, you didn't. Right, but but you women did directors. Directors. That was ageism, though. Lord the Dern, average age Renee. was up there. And, you know, Jane Fonda's showing up with the gray hair. Now Sharon Stone's let her hair color go. Um, you know, you have all these sort of grand dogs. Yeah, I think, I think well, it's you what know, you, goes back to what you were just saying at the beginning. We've got a certain affection for this large group, sort of this this explosion of media pop culture that happened in the past 20, 30 years. And now we've grown up with them and we're not ready. We, they're beloved. We're not ready, we're to, not let ready to let uh, put Jennifer Aniston to pasture because she's not Rachel anymore. I mean, she, right. listen, she still looks <laughs> exactly the same, but that's what it is. But like, it's, it's a, it's a pleasure to watch big little eyes and see women of a certain age communicating with each other, passing the Bechdel test, all of that stuff. I think there's so, it's so multi-leveled. Yeah. There's so many reasons why why it's it. There's a shift that we're starting to experience now. Mm-hmm. In order to maintain it and to continue it, we have to be we have to recommit to it constantly. We have to recommit to it. Oh, constantly. totally. We have to important. continue to have the voice like you had when you started when you went to Twitter. Yeah. Or it was. You, I think it was embarrassing you need, you for them. You need a voice. Mm-hmm. And, and I also I also will say that I think it's important to remember that it's like. It's great to have grand dems that we've all grown up with, but and it's I'm okay. about the Helen Mirrens and the right. Glenn Close but and you now Meryl. But you can also even break new women. Absolutely. I mean, one of the beautiful things about, you know, not auditioning for a while, as I have because I was show running. I don't know if I mentioned that. But, <laughs> um, Were you show running I ever? was show running. Really? I, running a show. Show. Oh, I had a series. You can get it for $19.99 on Amazon if Perfect. you want to watch. It's called American Princess. It's very good. It's about a Jewish American princess that runs away to the Renaissance Festival circuit. And it's not important. Uh-huh. But, but um, you were the showrunner. I was the showrunner and, okay. and creator. Wow. And creator. Okay. Um, but when, now having gone back to auditioning a little bit here and there, I think it should be refreshing to to see unfamiliar older faces come come yeah. come into your mix. And it shouldn't be scary and you shouldn't have to chase a name whether it's God bless them all, Laura Dern, Helen Mirren, whatever, but it's also lovely to 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 see some of these actors who've been in let's say bit roles or one episode of many things. But let me, to, yeah. So I'm going to say about uh for Laura and for all the one thing that's really special is they are a generation that is speaking out. So 
so there there was a time when it was one or two people in isolated moments. Now you had this Harvey Weinstein moment in some ways could be the true blessing. I said this when it first came up. This could this is truly our opportunity to create a real movement, right? So these women who who coalesced and spoke up together and were heard they are also creating the projects that are hiring They because they want to be seen. So yeah. the friends that they're working with, they're not looking to work with a 22-year-old and say, this is my uh, best friend necessarily. They're saying, I want to be with women my age. They're, they're bringing and creating those stories. Reese is a big person. I mean, look yep. at what she's doing, everything Amazing. she's doing, right? Yep. Jen is really looking to do that. And I'll tell you that even from the moment for me, for the Harvey Weinstein moment, and last year when we did the reboot of 90210, that empowered me. I mean, I I fight for people all the time, but this moment of fighting for other people actually allowed me to fight for myself in a way that I did not even recognize I had not been fighting. What also I find fascinating with, you know, I keep talking about this sort of group of actresses, but it's true that Nicole Kidman, I mean, and Kate Blanchett and these women who are still staggeringly beautiful is that they're still being seen as sex symbols and that they're still what I would call from our red carpet days, our go-tos, our fashion girls that we love to watch. And they're really starting to embody sort of this new sense of beauty. And God bless Jennifer Lopez for being coming out and being like, I'm 50. Yeah. Right. And I'm proud. Unfortunately, now every man in America thinks that's what you should look like but at 50. Well, that's why I like Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. By the way, and bless amazing. her heart. If I look, I just, I mean, she is just a creature. She, she is, is amazing. But you know what? I But I'm, I love that she came out and said, I'm 50. I, I do too. But she could because she's calling her shots. Mm-hmm. One, one thing that I remember... Um, and we're talking about how women do empower and how the voices are heard now. I was with Joan and Phyllis Diller. Mm. I'm still like so blessed to have been <sighs> a part of that conversation. And Phyllis was telling Joan about how when she first came in and how like the Bob Hopes and all those men in that era, she had to dress up like a clown mm. just to kind of fit in because they were like, you're you not funny, you can't be attractive, and you're a woman. Oh, you well, have she no came re- in during a time that it was absolutely right. only and she men talked, she talked about that with Joan, and it was just, it was so fascinating. It was so moving because she was just sitting there, and she was just going through everything that she had been through, and really, she was a foundation. She was a springboard for a Joan and a Sarah Silverman and all these different people. They have no freaking clue what some of these women have gone through. Just so they could have a place. How quiet, how quiet they had to be. They, I she mean, was. That's what she said. She was like, that, that they come, shut me down. I mean, I to come she, back into to talking about, especially like women, but also with the whole idea of ageism, do you think it's that this generation that's calling out ageism, we were all raised to use our voices. We all had parents who, you know, were women that maybe were activists or women who were, I were think, trailblazers. Or, I mean, let's be honest, all of us were born either end of the 60s, early 70s, right. where it was now and ERA and women empowerment. Do you think that our, and I say our whole age group, I'm talking from the late, I'm talking about from 40 to 60. Because you're being very generous when you say 40s. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? But this group of women that have the power to use their voices, do you think it's because we were raised 
Yes. To use them, and that's why we're bringing up I, ageism, or do you think... I think, I think, it's, a, I think it's a bunch of factors. That we were I think taught that we could them. say shit. I, I think, think so Free to too. Be You and Me. Thank you, Marlo. Oh, my God, I love that. Yes, I think we were... I mean, we were sort of in... There's call, a place... I mean, that sorry. was all about... There's a place in the sea and the children are free. Right. So, I mean, that was... But You're a baby. I mean, but that was... Yeah, but you see, I think... I. Yes, I think that, but I actually, when you talk about it, it's only been happening these last couple of years. I don't. I, yes, I, do I agree not with think you. This I, is like this thing that's been going on. No. I think one thing that was said earlier, which really, like you know, when something like hooks onto you, mm-hmm. the silence. I think that we have not. Everybody's in agreement. So that's why when you did the Twitter thing that happened, yes. and what happened was you spoke the silent truth that everybody was feeling. So that what's happening is right now. I think social media is an amazing tool. It, it, it can be. I, it yeah. can be. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah. We could talk the other side of it. But the amazing thing is it about it, I believe, is that it is a silence breaker because people, are, you know, even for me, the things, I mean, because I don't want to speak for others, but there's something will go on and I'll think, God, I thought that was only me. Like that, that happened to you, that happened to you, that happened to you. And suddenly everybody becomes a part of the silence breaking. But I think there's a lot of, and that is due to social media because the awareness in real time, it's not news deciding to tell us, oh, so-and-so said this and -and so-and-so. Now people are saying yes, and you're seeing people who are liking what you're saying and people are feeling empowered. So maybe it's a generation thing, but I think technology is also freeing us. But as the head of our union, um, a lot of stuff comes across your desk. Mm. Are you seeing either, I guess it's more complaints about there being age discrimination or are you seeing more discussion or do you see, are you starting to see better hiring practices? Are you seeing any kind of a trend? Well, I can, I only, I look at, I, I might be the president of sag After, but I'm an actor. So I'm seeing that there's more out there for women my age mm-hmm. I'm, look, I'm. 50. I'm saying there's a lot that comes across your desk. We see it a lot. People, uh, but com- or is there just more awareness? I, I think that there's more. I don't think there's more coming across the desk. I think more people are speaking out about the injustice of it, wanting mm-hmm. correction. But I actually, in a sense, I I don't think it's more. I think it's just as prevalent in certain ways. And I think that so you're not seeing major. I think there's changes major changes. Why? What I see is in production. That's what you're seeing. Not in front of the when I not, went not in front of the camera, but behind the camera. And in front of the camera, people. I I think you're seeing it in front of on yes behind the camera. So on we're seeing it on the screen. You're talking about women that we might not have seen at one point. They would have just been out of it, right? right. So you're seeing them there and their stories. They're telling. Well, their and stories. what's amazing? Two things. First of all, I think what's amazing and, and and important to remember is that you know the message that people only want to see young women is just it's it's hilarious. It's like well that's. That's 100 percent well, not true. One of true. the things I was reading about, like the they were laughing one time that they cast Catherine Zeta Jones at age 30 yeah, against I that. Sean Connery. I remember, I remember as the that. love interest. It's like but, really, but it also is, is he a billionaire? It's so interesting <laughs> to me. It's like why people want to see they want to see versions of themselves reflected in and and that and they want to see all kinds of people. Like it's just such a crazy it's a crazy misconception about media in general. Gina, but the Gina other, Davis oh go on, go on. Oh no no well the, just the other thing I was gonna say she's amazing. Um is that I pitched a show uh not less than six months ago that had a sixty plus year lead okay. women. And the response was Can you make it a man? 
I, I, I mean, just as bad. It no, was, what I'm just saying is that's always the response. Can it you was, make it a man? It was, we already have a show with a, with a woman that age. We already have one on our slate. And you want to say, how many do you have with 20-year-old How yes. many do you have? How many are you 20? And how many, how many do you have with 60-plus-year-old men on that? Like, that, that happened very recently. Yes. So it is not, we must remain vigilant. Like, we have yes. to overload the system for it to change. And I think it has to be more than... Um, Intuitive. So Gina Davis has the Gina Davis Foundation. Her whole thing is you have to see it to be it, and that's the and that's not just people of a certain age. It's people, it's people of, of color. color. That's right. They, so the best thing, my best example for me of that, right, is in this is a story about color, but it's also it translates to everything. When I was in Washington in the White House when Obama was president, and there's a picture of this young uh, black African boy. Uh, um, Obama's bending down and he's oh, touching yeah. his hair. The hair picture. And in that moment, because he, he was able to actualize, someday I can be president of the United States. He's like me and I can see myself. Statistically, Gina Davis, the work she does, they show, like when they did, you know, um, uh, all the forensic shows, the first forensic show that came out, there was like a 40% increase in people going and applying to college programs where there was forensic studies because nobody thought, wow, I can do that. Or it's fascinating. It's right. so it's fascinating. Fasc- just even that it exists or that there's a relationship, right? That's why it's so important that we reflect in everything that we make. The reality, people want to see the real world. That's the great thing about young people. They're saying, don't sugarcoat it because that's not my world. One of the things we were talking about earlier, which I think is very interesting, there has been uh, an age march started by this woman, Barbara Rose Brooker, who she's trying to get it up and going again. Was it agemarch.org, I think. She said when she did it the first time, she's done about five times, she said the most interesting thing to her was she saw women in their 20s. She did it up in San Francisco. And she was like, why are these girls, these girls are 27, 28, 29 here. They were facing ageism in the tech world. Mm. They were being told. They were being told. We've got your younger replacement. It Mm. is the most sexist industry, the tech world. It is. But don't you think there's a a a place? Yeah. Don't you think there's a place for an age march that is sort of ageless? Because I think women are seeing this in every walk of life that you're finding these 28 year old girls you're saying being told by their higher ups, you need to do Botox, you need to do this, you need to do that, because we need you to look 22. I, I, I found that uh, devastating. I mean, you know, but that's the message that continues. It permeates throughout our our. It permeates everything. It's so interesting that our culture places so little value on experience and and world weariness. It's it's so poetic and sad and 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 to not see it reflected particularly in the entertainment industry where as we live longer and generations get to watch more and consume more that you wouldn't want to continue to grow and serve those communities you know also that's the market that you and that they won't watch it is also a misconception i grew up watching the golden girls i loved it i loved it it i wanted to watch the golden girls i don't want to get into that that's a whole other thing that's a whole other thing but when i was watching it i was a kid and so i I remember how old it seemed of course it seemed they seemed like a thousand years old and it was funny yeah but you see it's always it's what we're finding is it's kind of breaking trends. You don't want it to be a trend. You want it to be a reality. And right. so what happens is we have this moment, this moment like a film that, you know, highlights 
whether it's age, whether it's gender, whether it's color, you go and you highlight it and you say, that was an anomaly, right? It that's can't be that's anomaly, what always right? ha- is no. said about women when they right. get things done. And it's people of color. I mean, I, I have we to say We already have a show, The Anomaly, with the woman of plus 60. It's like, that's what right. the fuck? What do you mean? That's just, that's not, it's not, there is money to be made. That's why it's really important, the work that Gina does. There is money to be made, and you can look at the statistics. Mm-hmm. The statistics, if that's what's going to go and drive you to go and create shows, well, then, look, we are actually the larger population. We are all aging into this time. We want to see ourselves being successful and, we see and our passionate. And family members, and we want to see the people yes. that we live around. It's yes. just such a silly, it's such an old way of thinking about things. It doesn't make any sense. I think it is such an important conversation that we're having. I hope that we can continue this conversation in my my studio, Su studio, <laughs> whenever you want to talk about it. And I think there is something about trying to sort of coalesce all these women as a group. Maybe there is an age march. Maybe there is something like there was Me Too. Maybe there is something about, you know, old enough to know better. Right. I don't know what it is, but... Women of a certain age. Women, I, I love that. That can be 20. I, I mean, I say my hashtag is, you know, heads up, bitch. We got it coming, you know, <laughs> smarter than we look. Anyway, thank pity. you. I love that. Would you do that one more time, what, what? your mom did? Mm, mm. Pity. Mm, pity. <laughs> I, just to, I just wanted that one more time. I think, I think mm, we're going to have to do, I think we're going to have to start hashtag mm, pity. pity. <laughs> I just perfect. have to say it's going to be my, your new thing. my mantra. Yeah. Yes, pity. Mm, it's real good. Pity. Oh, love it. Love Sorry. you guys. Thank you. Thank you.